I like to cook, and the one thing I've come to learn is that the best way to improve the flavor of any dish is to make sure you're using high-quality ingredients, which is why I love using ButcherBox to get all my meat, poultry, and fish products. They are far and away the best option out there, so if you haven't yet ordered from them, I highly encourage you to give them a try today. Not only do they give you tons of options, you can get any cut you want, and it's always top of the line, but... It's also way more convenient than going to the butcher or grocery store. They always provide free delivery right to your door. They have awesome ribeyes, strip steaks, and steak tips that have all the right marbling. Chicken wings, breasts, and thighs full of flavor, and their fish is all wild caught with no additives. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs. Two pounds of ground beef or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash scarymysteries and use code scarymysteries to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code SCARYMYSTERIES and get $20 off your first box. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in-depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence and give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. Hey guys, it's Andrew. And if you've been following our podcast for a while now, you may be aware that I've been working on a feature film that I wrote and directed last fall called An Angry Boy. It's a revenge thriller about a teenager who goes on the hunt for a sadistic cult. So I think it's right up your alley if you like our content. I'll keep it short right now because I know you want to get to the podcast. And there's more information over on our Kickstarter page. But we have some awesome rewards over there like getting your name on a Scary Mysteries video, being invited to the online world premiere, which will be hosted by me and is only available through Kickstarter. And it will be where you can see the movie months before it's released worldwide. There's also posters, deleted scenes, signed scripts, and a chance to get your name in the actual credits of the movie itself. So if you've enjoyed the content that we've put out over the years, then please do consider helping us out. If you want to see some of the movie, rewards, and more info about it, then please visit the Kickstarter link in the description. Thank you guys so much. And now, enjoy the episode. Female talk. Welcome to the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for August 2022. I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and thank you so much for tuning in. We have a solid one for you, so I hope you're ready. Today, we're going to open up with a shocking development in the Lady of the Lake murder case. Then we have a very strange story of needle attacks happening over in France. We have an otherworldly news story about NASA finding an unknown rocket that crashed on the moon. And following that up is an alarming case of an infamous killer from Texas who escaped from a hospital prison. Wrapping up the episode will be an incredible and at the same time unbelievable tale of a man who assumed someone else's life for four decades. 
Please do subscribe and leave us a review if you guys haven't done so yet. And please do share us with your friends. And now, here are the strange and scary mysteries of the month for August 2022. Number 5. Lady in the Lake Killer Such is life's tragedy that everything can be destroyed in just an instant. It was the Good Friday of April 1987 when a woman named Shawnee Warren was happily doing her chores of mowing the lawn of their house in Stokes Pogues, a village in southeast Buckinghamshire, England. After disposing of the grass cuttings, the 26-year-old decided to go to town with the plan of getting some food and buying Easter presents for her ex-boyfriend. It was supposed to be a quick trip, considering that it should only take her about an hour or so to get back. However, misfortune struck when she encountered Buckinghamshire's notorious serial rapist and killer, Donald Robertson. Thames Valley Police had known him as someone with a long and horrific list of convictions, mostly sexual assault, though, on female minors. In 1981, Robinson was found guilty of raping teenage girls, including an unnamed victim from Farnham Lane Slow. Just days after being released in connection with that offense, he went on to attack another 14-year-old girl, whom he'd seen riding her bicycle along Farnham Royal. His M.O. would be to approach unaccompanied young women and then threaten them into submission and Warren, in 1987, must have suffered the same fate. On Easter, in 87, a dog walker stumbled upon the woman's body in Taplow Lake, which is between Slough and Maidenhead. It was a ghastly scene to behold. The victim's hands had been tied with a card jumper cable, her feet bound with tow rope and her mouth gagged with a piece of cloth. No one knew it was Robertson who had committed the crime at the time. Still roaming free, the serial rapist and killer went on to attack a 17-year-old who was just walking home along the road a few miles from Taplow Lake. This girl survived and reported the crime to authorities, and this paved the way for Robertson's identification and eventual arrest. The interesting thing, though, is that he was only convicted of that aforementioned crime in 2010. Nevertheless, he was incarcerated and made to serve 10 years for false imprisonment, kidnap and rape, as well as 8 years for indecent assault. And then came a shocking update in 2021 when a police cold case team found new DNA evidence that finally linked Robertson to the death of Shawnee Warren in April of 87. Recently, in May of 2022, a court sentenced the inmate to life in prison with a minimum term of 30 years. The presiding judge commented how callous and unremorseful Robertson is and that he didn't even bother to attend his sentencing. Though it took a long time, Warren's family and the surviving victims themselves were nonetheless relieved to finally see the man, who apparently knew nothing but to prey on women and girls, locked up for life. Number 4. Needle Pricking Attacks Since the dawn of humanity, we've always looked for ways to make our nights light up with fun and excitement. However, it's the same species who are also coming up with malicious plans to ruin them. 
Across France, there were more than 300 incident reports wherein people were being pricked out of the blue with needles at nightclubs or concerts. This happened in recent months, and authorities couldn't figure out who was doing it, or more importantly, why. Surprisingly, it's not only France where these heinous things are happening, but also in Britain, Belgium, and the Netherlands. One particular case involved a party-goer who attended a rap concert in Lille in northern France in May of 2022. He drank some alcohol, smoked a bit of weed during the show. When he returned home, the reveler said he suddenly felt dizzy and had a throbbing headache. Then, when he examined his body, he noticed a small puncture on his arm. When the symptoms didn't disappear, he went to the doctor, who immediately sent him to the emergency room The victim was then tested for HIV and hepatitis. The results came back negative, but the man has since refrained from going to concerts. A similar incident happened to an individual who went to a club in the southwest French city of Bordeaux in April. She also felt nauseous and even passed out the morning after. The teenager then noticed an injection mark on her arm. She went to a clinic to get tested for infections and, like the other victim of the attack, doctors confirmed she was HIV and hepatitis-free. Cities like Paris, Toulouse, Nantes, Nancy, and Reims have also reported their citizens getting pricked with a needle without their knowledge or permission. These targets were generally women who felt symptoms of grogginess, headaches, and nausea, They also show visible marks of injections on their body. Investigations have been made since the onset of the attacks earlier this year, but no suspect has been arrested until this June when French authorities confirm they have detained who they believe the perpetrators of these needle prickings are. In Toulon, police arrested a 20-year-old man who attempted to prick three women on June 3rd during the recording of a concert event for TV. One of the female targets said the culprit was holding a syringe and was trying to attack them while they waited in line for the event. And that person in question is now in custody. But later, in the beach town of Six Forlais Plagues, police nabbed two suspects on charges of administering harmful substances on the night of June 10th. A woman there told police that she had been pricked by these individuals. A follow-up investigation led to the apartment of one suspect, whom they found in possession of syringes and drugs. Then, eight others were caught after the World Music Day event, when a number of concert attendees reported being pricked with needles and later on suffered some of the symptoms mentioned. Although these motives are still unclear, medical experts said that some of the victims were positive for GHB, a powerful anesthetic used by predators who had the intent to sexually abuse or assault their prey. Authorities, club owners, and event organizers are now raising awareness to the general public about the risk of surprise needle attacks. While clubbing is surely all about having fun, people need to remember that this is the nightlife And some of the most dangerous things usually happen after dark. Number three, rocket crash on the moon. On June 24, 2022, NASA published a report 
saying that they discovered a mysterious crater formed on our moon. The space agency's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter indicated that they spotted the crater that is actually made up of two co-joined pits. The eastern crater measured around 19 and a half yards and the western one 17 and a half yards. These were newly formed, so the ensuing investigation revealed that these were created as a result of a rocket smashing on the lunar surface, specifically on the moon's northeastern rim of Hertzsprung Basin. It was further reported that the vessel's impact happened at around 7 in the morning on March 4, 2022. The double crater was unexpected to say the least. It indicated that the object had large masses at each end. Usually a spent rocket has its mass concentrated at the motor end as the rest of the rocket stage consists of an empty fuel tank which would hardly make a dent on the surface should an impact happen. It was initially assumed that the spent rocket part could have been a leftover of the long Mach 3C rocket from China's Zichang Satellite Launch Center, which was launched sometime in 2014. This rocket is one that took a country's T-1 spacecraft to the moon. Interestingly, China hasn't made claims of the rocket as their own, and no other space-exploring agency has done so as well. So as such... Its origins remain uncertain. As if this wasn't mysterious enough, astronomers also couldn't comprehend how the twin craters came to be. Apparently, there were no other lunar impacts of such kind. The four craters created by Apollo 13, 14, 15, and 17 rockets have all but created single caverns only. While NASA has yet to officially confirm its identity, the origin of the double rocket crater still remains a mystery. At this point, it's hard to dismiss theories that this could be the work of entities that are not of our kind. Otherwise, this could very well be from a country that managed to send such a massive projectile to the moon and do it without getting detected. Either of which both sound weird and scary at the same time. Number two, Texas killer escapes hospital. For a mother to feel relief rather than become protective when her child is incarcerated sounds a bit weird. But Leslie Irvin thought that it was best to see her son locked up, knowing that this would not only make him safe, but everyone else around him as well. However, things are about to get a little less safe with what just recently happened to her boy. The individual in question is Alexander Irvin. Lex, as what his mother lovingly called him, has autism and was heavily dependent on medication that prevented him from having psychotic attacks. In 2013, police arrived at the residence of the Irvins near Camp Marbury in Austin, Texas, to find Ray Irvin, Lex's father, swimming in a pool of his own blood. Lex was arrested without incident. During his trial, it was revealed that the young man thought his father was an imposter, a trained assassin sent to kill him and his family. The witness, who is his own brother, said that his older sibling had a pipe wrench in one hand and a knife in the other. 
The court eventually found Lex not guilty of murder by reason of insanity and his father's death. But due to his violent tendencies, authorities opted to place him in North State Hospital, a maximum security mental facility in Vernon near the Oklahoma border. Mrs. Irvin thought this to be the end of their family's nightmare, and they accepted it wholeheartedly. However, in June of 2022, news broke that the inmate had escaped from the holding facility. Hospital security footage revealed that the 26-year-old left his room, scaled an eight-foot fence, and then ran off. Vernon police immediately raised the alarm, informing their constituents of a prisoner's escape and the fugitive is considered armed and dangerous. It took a couple days before Lex's family was even informed about his escape, and his mother was, at the very least, terrified, not only for her son, but also for the community. As mentioned, the escapee would typically manifest a tamed behavior when properly medicated, but now she worries, knowing that for sure the young man is off his meds, and he could very well be violent and dangerous to those around him. Investigators believed he could have gone straight to his hometown in Austin, which is only five hours from Vernon. The family did reveal that Lex has been trained and is well-versed in wilderness survival, meaning that there's a possibility he's living off the grid. Authorities are now calling on the public to be on the lookout for Alexander Irving, whose distinctive appearance includes a bald head with a mustache. He was last seen wearing a gray zipped-up hoodie, black undershirt, tan pants, and black shoes. Number one, man impersonates missing son for 41 years. Throughout history, there were men and women who have been known to skillfully and successfully lie about their identities with the goal of making a better life for themselves. Though it may sound so trivial, such heinous acts warrant attention as this could actually happen to anyone. In India, there lived a rich man named Kamshwar Singh. A resident in the small village of Murgwan, Singh owned large swaths of land in the area and his influence reached as far as the country's Supreme Court and Parliament. In February of 1977, his only son and apparent heir, Kanhaya, left home to take an exam. Two days passed, but the 16-year-old never returned. Worried and concerned, his family lodged a missing persons report. Efforts were made to find the young man, but it all amounted to nothing and this dealt a heavy blow to the father's mental and physical health, and Singh's condition got worse over the years. It then came to a point, out of desperation, that he and his wife, Ramsaki, sought the aid of a shaman who told them that their son was alive and would appear soon, and the couple somehow felt hopeful and held on to the prophecy. Then, miraculously, four years later in 1981, a man in his early 20s did appear in a neighboring village. He'd been claiming to be the missing son of the rich landlord of Murguan. News spread like wildfire, and it quickly reached the ears of the Singh family. Kamshwar, who, at this point, was already partially blind, rushed to the location to see for himself, and curiously, the distraught patriarch couldn't recognize him as Kanhaya. 
However, the locals insisted that the stranger was really his son. He was convinced when they told him that the passing years would have eventually changed his facial features, so the rich man brought the young man home. The father was happy that his son had returned, but the mother was obviously suspicious, even from the very beginning. Two months after he started living with the family, the woman made a complaint saying that she doesn't have the heart to tell her husband the truth and that they were living with an imposter. She stated various reasons why the man was phony. For one, he obviously didn't look like her child. And second, her son had a distinct scar on his head. But the faker didn't have such a mark. Even the villagers, including his teachers, didn't recognize him as Kanhaya. The matter had been left unresolved since 1981. The years that followed saw how the charlatan took advantage of the family. He began selling several pieces of Comchoir's property and kept all the money for himself. He also took all the old man's precious possessions. Mrs. Singh couldn't do anything as he reportedly threatened them if they dared to report him to the police. So the fraudster remained, got married, and stayed at the landowner's house. Comchoir eventually died in 1990 and five years later his wife passed away. Their death led to the eventual closure of the complaint, the imposter could have continued with his despicable plans had not Comchoir's daughter convinced the Supreme Court to reopen the case. An investigation was done and it unraveled a host of shocking revelations. Apparently, the so-called Kanahaya was actually named Dayanand Gosen. Evidence was brought forth in court revealing that Gosen was actually from the Jamai district. And there it was found that the fraudster had also victimized a local landlord by living as his son. Several documents were also looked into, including a fake death certificate that had Dianon Gosen on it. However, upon the scrutiny of the details, they saw that the dates of the registration and his supposed passing didn't coincide. But what really drove the nail was Gosen's repeated refusal to give DNA samples in which authorities could have compared it with Comchoir's daughter. This, and several other pieces of evidence, eventually convinced the court that the 62-year-old had indeed encroached into the Singh family and stripped all of their wealth over the span of 41 long years. Much to the dismay of the victims, the convicted imposter only received a sentence of three years in jail, which was given to him in June of 2022. So there were the strange and scary mysteries of the month for August 2022. If you guys are craving even more true crime podcasts, then you gotta check out our one called Everytown. Everytown has a dark side and over there, we'll show it to you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll see you in the next podcast.